1: exciting uh, I love our worship team leading us into worship. don't you love that? Yeah. Come on 17 of you do but that's <laughs> hey there's actually two worship teams in the room you know that's right there's, there's actually two. So there's the, the people up here their job isn't really to entertain us it's to just enter or to usher us into the presence of the Lord and to kind of demonstrate worship towards us right worship so we, we see it. and our job is the actual worship team out here. And what we do is, is we actually worship the Lord. So we're, we're, we're joining with them. They're not doing this for us. We haven't delegated it to them. We're joining with them. And and truly, like, the, the level. Like, people will say, man, that, that service was so good. What makes a good service has very little to do with what happens up here. It has everything to do with what happens out here. And uh, And so your anticipation, your expectation for God to do something, as well as you're just worshiping the Lord and and joining the ones that are up here. And I think sometimes, it's like as men, we struggle with the idea of of singing, right? <laughs> like I don't I don't want to sing songs. That's that's weird. Um, but you go to the rodeo and you're like screaming, you know, like save a horse, like you, and and so you can you can sing then. But I'm just saying, like like. There's this thing that happens when we sing that is actually quite powerful. In fact, if you—if you, not American football, but like football around the world. If you ever go to a football game in a different country, what you'll discover is thousands of men singing songs together uh, in, in a half-drunken stupor. They, their arms are around each other, and they're all singing the songs of their nation, cheering on the people in the middle. And, and, and that's a beautiful thing, singing songs. It's not a... For, for some men, I just want to say, singing is not feminine. Singing is not feminine. Come on, come on, somebody, yeah. So I just want to encourage you, jump in on that worship. That's good stuff. That's my favorite part of the service anyway, right there. So that's, that's me. Um, hey, we're kicking off a brand new series today. Are you guys Ready? Um, and somebody uh, might wonder like, what do you mean by series? What I mean is this here at Celebration Church, we, we teach and we preach in a variety of ways and that's on purpose. So sometimes, uh, I, I'm just straight up preaching something and you're like that pre-, and sometimes teaching something it's because my goal isn't to entertain you. My goal is really to, uh, to provide you with a, a balanced diet of the word of God. This is, why, this is why around here we'll do uh, we'll do like um, a topical sermon series. So we'll talk about a topic of some sort, um, whether it's money or relationships or whatever it might be. And we'll also do book studies where we'll just take a book of the Bible and we'll go through a book of the Bible. Uh, or we'll do a biographical series where we'll maybe stay with one person in the Bible and just follow their life. Or we'll take a bunch of people and follow their lives. And so the, the goal isn't to follow a specific uh, formula for preaching. The goal is a balanced diet of the Word of God. That's that's the goal, and uh, and so I just I just want you to uh, to understand that. I just uh, sometimes I wonder if people know why we do things the way we do them. Um, we've got some important dates coming up. Also, I can throw this up here. So the, the first date is uh, that's today. The nine five is today. So, if you want to lead a, a small group, the interest meeting for that is today. It's during second service, and then it's I think it's 11:30 and 12:30. Is that what it was? 12:45. So, 11:30 and 12:45. Um, if you're interested in leading a group, and so who might want to lead a group? Well, uh, you might want to lead a group if you are um, if you're somebody that likes a specific activity, and you want to see if there's other people in the church that like that activity, right? Uh, you, you like to uh, gold mine. Somebody was gold mining uh, last time. And they, uh, and they made an opportunity for other people to join them in gold mining <clears throat> and just spending time out in the woods together, uh, losing money. It's, it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, so come on to group leader uh, interest meeting. Uh, the next one is this, 9:12. So this is next Sunday is the best Sunday ever. The best Sunday ever is this, guys. It's, it's, it's the Sunday that your family member, your friend, your coworker gives their life to Jesus. Like, that's the best Sunday ever is when your child, who was far from God, they respond to God at the end of a service. And so I, I just want to encourage you the way for this to be the best Sunday ever, it, it really has little to do with our planning, it has everything to do with who's in the room sitting next to you. And so, if you invite somebody, and they're you know, at the end when I make a, an altar call or, or call to faith, uh, I give you full permission to peek, um, just kind of peek and see if see if they're going to respond to the Lord. Because truly, the best Sunday ever is when somebody gives their life to Jesus. So that's this coming Sunday. Um, let's let's go for that. And the next one, uh, we got small groups launched the following week, so uh, groups are going to kick off 9:19. And um, and really, guys, the the life of the church is not this. The lifeblood of the church is in people's homes. Really, the greatest moments of ministry I've ever experienced are sitting in someone's living room praying with them while they're going through a difficult season. And you don't have to be a professional Christian to be able to pray with somebody while they're going through a difficult season. Uh, When we live life together and we laugh with each other and we cry with each other and we know each other and we are known... That's where the real life of faith flourishes. So I want to challenge you. If you've never been in a group, you need to get in a group. Because I'm telling you, if you're not in a group, you're not growing. If people don't know where you struggle, then you're not growing. Right? You're not growing. All right. Um, Next one legacy offering 1114 so here this is um we're going to be doing a a big offering and i'm telling you now because i'm expecting everybody that calls this church home to give really big um here's the deal we we are raising uh well we've actually been working with um architects and engineers to uh, build out the rest of this building what that might look like a a phased plan for building out the rest of the building Um, in fact in october we should have the sign-off to be able to finish our kids' wing, uh, we'll t- t- to double the capacity of the kids' area. So this will all be construction back there. And, uh, and finish up the coffee bar so it can just be running all week long. Here's, here's the good thing about that. Uh, the church has been able to live with enough margin that we should have. Well, we, do, we have enough money to just pay for that. Well, that's exciting. Come on. Yeah. Um, But we've been working with architects to build out the rest of this building, and I I just believe this. Um, uh, I think sometimes we get so caught up in trying to project our own visions of what God would want, when if we just listen to him, he'll tell us what he wants, because his goal for us is faithfulness. The Bible says this, moreover, it is required of of a servant that a man or woman be found faithful. Uh, God's greatest requirement of you is just faithfulness. And that's my goal in life, is just to be faithful with whatever God has placed in my hands. And God's given us this massive building. And uh, this is a miracle. You know that, right? A miracle from God. And for us to be faithful to that means that we, we have to roll up our sleeves and make some things happen. And, uh, and one of those is to expand this building. It'll be a phased phase deal, but what we're doing is the second week of November, if this is your church home, I'm asking you to give sacrificially um, so that we can raise the money for the down payment on being able to finish out this building and reach a lot more people in this valley for Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, like that's the goal, right? It's actually not the building. The the goal is lives changed, families healed, marriages restored. Like that's the goal. And, And more people involved, activated in their ministry. So the second week of November... I'm asking you to begin praying with your spouse. What does it look like for us to give as good as we could give? Um, This is very biblical. This is exactly how the Old Testament church built the tabernacle and then built the the temple later. Um, The people of God came together and everybody gave what they could to make it happen. Uh, So my wife and I, we're doing that right now. We're praying about what does it look like for us to really leverage our lives and our finances to move this thing forward. And I'm sitting on this one because I want you to listen. The second week of November... I want everybody to give what you can give. Is that alright? Yeah. Come on. <clears throat> Very good. Let's get into this then. So uh, that was loud. I hope that wasn't in your in your ears with the mic. That was loud up here for me, my clap. <clears throat> here we go, here we go. So if you're counting, my sermon starts now. <laughs> here we go. Uh, we're kicking off a series and we're gonna be talking about relationships um, there's this book called swipe right by a guy named Levi Lesco that is just a fantastic book it's it's really about this this modern trend that um, that relationships are no longer really about connecting with p- I'm not sure about that. Uh, well, I'm sure about it. And, <laughs> and, and and in our current world in our current world um, there's this this in case you didn't know, people can find relationships on their phone, right? And it's actually common. There's people in this church that have found relationships on this phone. People I've married that have found a relationship on the phone. It's very common. But, but it's all about this idea of swiping left if you don't like them, swiping right if you do like them, right? Like, it's, it's you, you get to pick, you get to choose. And, uh, and, and this series is called Swipe Right because I want you to swipe right. Not right. I want you to swipe right? I want you to make the right choices. This is really about regret-proofing your life. So somebody right now they're thinking, "Oh, oh this has nothing to do with me." Now hold on. This this series is going to be for anybody. Let me just throw out some categories of who this might be for. This might be for you if you are single and you're not married yet, then this is like a bonus session for you, okay? This is like exactly what everybody that's older wish they would have had like 30 years ago, okay? This is a bonus session if you're not married. Um, if, uh, if you're dating somebody right now, this is very much for you to be able to like, oh, like maybe I need to think some, some things through. If you are, uh, married right now and you're thinking, oh, this has, this is, some of this is about dating. This has nothing to do with me. No, this actually has everything to do with your marriage, everything to do with your marriage. And maybe you're thinking, well, I'm post uh, marriage years and, and that's not something that's in my life, but I promise there's people in your life that you love that are in this season of life, and this may just give you words to communicate to them what you want for them. So I, I really want you to lean in because this is, is all about, uh, really. maybe maybe you're in a relationship and you're trying to get out of that relationship, <laughs> maybe this is for you, right? Like, <clears throat> Alright, <clears throat> or maybe you were recently in one and now your heart is broken and you don't know what to do, this would be for you. Um, who this isn't for? This is not the series is not for the player. Okay, if you're like a player or like relationships are rec- recreational to you, uh, this is not for you. <laughs> okay, um, like you're more than welcome. We want you to keep coming. Like keep coming around. Just don't date any of the women here. <laughs> okay, that's that's all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, because here's the deal: is that the, your your presence will one day become your future. Right. And, and your future one day becomes your past. Like, like, what you do today in your life doesn't just affect the moment of now. It actually affects what you do in the future. And it affects those that you have relationship with in the future. It's amazing that your past has this funny way of creeping into your future, What you you do today totally affects your relationships in the future. As a pastor, I've I've counseled lots of people who um, they, they have experienced things in the past that are now affecting their relationship right now. And they think, how in the world is this affecting me so much now? That happened years ago. It's because what you do today will one day become your today. And it always affects your future. Young people, what you do in high school will affect your marriage. It will affect your marriage. Um, and, and we live in this, this world that um, sometimes we'll see somebody enter into a relationship and you, you just think, like, I, like, don't go down that road. Have you ever seen, <laughs> have you ever had a friend that, like, they're getting into a relationship and you're just thinking, like, no, a train wreck is on its way. Don't, don't do it. But what do they say? They say love is blind, right? Love is stupid. (laughs) It's actually a mechanism to keep you together. Because when you become stupid towards the other person, you overlook some things you would not objectively overlook. And our biggest problem is that we start from the wrong point. We have the wrong point of beginning. Like our world looks like this: like boy meets girl, sparks fly. <laughs> like it's it's incredible. Like he like he talked to me. I talked to my my daughter's in the sixth grade. She's like this boy looked at me in my face. I'm like you better be looking at your face, girl long talks on the phone, like, ah, like, ooh, you know, like, when I was, <laughs> when I was in school, like, we had telephones with curly cords that went, like, back to the phone. Anybody remember that, that they plugged into the wall? And when you wanted to talk to somebody, you would, like, grab the phone, like, carry it as far away from the wall as you could. Then you'd, like, grab the cord and stretch it as far until it got under the door. You shut the door behind it, and then you, like, lean against the door so that so you can sit there and talk all night, long, like, just talking and talking, talking and talking and talking and talking. So I'm so in love. It's so amazing. And then you're like, okay, you hang up. No, you hang up. No, you hang up. No, you. Okay, we're gonna hang up on three. Okay. One, two, three. Are you there? Yes. You guys are, and and, and so then, then we think, oh, like, oh, she completes me. Like, she's amazing. She's the love of my life. Like, I love her, and so I need to marry her worst reason to get married. Just want to point that out right now like marrying someone because you love them is the worst reason to get married. Because then what happens is like you get down the road and like this person completes me, they get me, we have great chemistry, and then life starts to happen and like they get a job and then you get a job and then you're like ships passing in the night and the next thing you know like they don't complete me. They don't even make me sandwiches for lunch like And and then you go to work and then there's this other gal and she's like, she's talking nice to you and your wife every time you see her, like she's, she's frustrated with you. So this other person, they must really care about me more than my spouse loves me. And then a conversation turns into some sort of emotional connection, which then turns into like sparks flying and chemistry you didn't expect. And you're like, oh my goodness, this person must complete me. I, I really think that the problem is we start from the wrong reference point. We're, we're looking for somebody to complete us. We're looking for someone that can be a soulmate, pitter-patter. Somebody that, 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 is, that is just super, like, that, that, that makes me feel like they're my missing part. They're, you know, they're the wind beneath my wings. Can, can I say that what happens is when, we, when we're looking for someone to complete us, we, we overlook things that if we were secure, we would not overlook. Oh, he's got this terrible temper, and it's so cute. <laughs> like, you should have seen, we're at the fair, and this, this guy bumped into him, and he turned around, and he just let him have it. It was amazing. Amazing like that terrible temper may be fantastic and it may turn you on now but i promise that terrible temper will one day turn towards you yeah. right like like she's just she's just just so pretty and she's so so nice she she she's so incredible but but like <laughs> she couldn't balance a bank checkbook if her life depended on it and you think like it's it's just because she's pretty, <laughs> like you're gonna overlook the fact that she's about to spend all of your money. <laughs> so we overlook things because we're looking for the wrong thing. We're looking for someone to complete us. And then what happens is we we get into these 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 difficult situations and difficult times, and we wonder why I fall in and out of love with different people. Isn't that the story of our generation? Like, I'm in love with this person. I'm out of love. with. That's weird. I'm in love with this person. I'm out of... Can I suggest that love is not a ditch that you fall into and fall out of? That's not what love is. The problem is... We're looking for someone to complete us. It's the wrong starting point. We don't need someone that completes us. We need someone that complements us. Uh, And I don't mean compliment like they tell you nice things about you. I mean someone who amplifies your strengths and they mitigate your weaknesses. You need someone in your life that is a great Help me someone that comes along beside you not someone that completes you if you're looking for someone to complete you What's really going on is you've got a half Looking for another half and can I say that two halves don't make a whole two halves make another half In marriage two halves make a half Let me say it like this I've lo- I've met a lot of married people with difficulties but they didn't have married people problems. They just had single person problems that they brought into a marriage. We get there because we believe some myths from our culture. Like our culture, it's ridiculous. Some of the the most idiotic people on the planet are influencers through social media. Like you wouldn't let your kids play with them in the backyard. But you let them sit in front of the kids for six hours a day watching YouTube. You know, <laughs> like, we got people giving, giving relationship advice that have no clue what a healthy relationship looks like, but they feel like they need to create content, and so they create content, and we gobble it up. Yeah. Let me give you one of the myths this culture has. It's this. If I can find the right person, everything will be all right. <laughs> oh, my God. If I could just find the right person, like, if I could just find the right girl, like, then I can, like, I can, we can go play. Girl, we'll do things that, like, I can show you the world. Shining, shimmering splendor. Tell me, princess, now when did you? I, yes, I grew up with Aladdin, right? <laughs> like, we think, that if I can just find the right person, I'm going like, to be like Princess Jasmine riding on a magic carpet with a thief. And so then we get married to this person because we think they're the right person. Truth is, you had a ceremony and a nice expensive vacation, and you came home to all your single person problems. We enter into marriage like this, like, I'll bring my baggage, you bring your baggage, but since you're going to complete me, you'll take care of my baggage, and (laughs) that's not how it works. It's not how it works. The next... Myth we have is this, that we just need chemistry and passion. Like, all you need is chemistry. And if, if you don't have chemistry, then just take a blue pill. It'll fix it. Or just bring things into the marriage that will somehow spice things up. And I'm telling you, like, chemistry is not the goal of a healthy relationship. There's really no such thing as love at first sight. There is infatuation at first sight. That's an emotional response. It's a, it's a chemical, biological response to somebody else, but it is not the same thing as love at first sight. So we, we think chemistry is the real goal, so we sit around and we watch movies like The Notebook because they're so amazing. Can I tell you, like, healthy relationships don't make good movies? good movies are unpredictable, healthy relationships are predictable, and predictable is hot. Come on, somebody needs to give me an amen on that one. Predictable is hot. We can get intimate quickly with somebody before we actually build relationship with them, and then we We think, if I just, if we just have more sex, if we just have better sex, if we just have crazier sex, that will somehow fix it. And and then when that doesn't work, we think, what this relationship really needs most is more sex. Let's make a baby. (laughs) No. Men, you're going to hate me on this one, but you can be born. Never have sex in your entire life and die. And you will not die from not having sex. <laughs> Somebody's like, Elizabeth, we came to the wrong church service. Like, <laughs> <laughs> You can have chemistry with somebody that you, you would never have a relationship with. <laughs> I remember when I was in, in high school, there, there this... This pretty girl, and, and I, I was like, oh, my goodness. And the lunchroom, like, she's fine, just this beautiful girl. She had this uh, this, this sort of, um, she, she looked like she was from Europe, and uh, just just gorgeous. I'd never seen her before, and I walked across the lunchroom, I was just like, oh, yeah. And my friend's like, go, go talk to her, go talk. So I walked across the room, and I was like, hey, girl, how you doing? She's like, uh, she's like, parlez-vous français? Uh, you know, like, like, she spoke French. She didn't speak English. Like, I'm never going to have a relationship with this girl that was super beautiful, and my heart pitter-pattered when I first, like, love at first sight. And I'll never have a conversation with her because you can have chemistry and never have a relationship. So chemistry is not the goal of a relationship. Uh, here's another myth that we have in this culture. is this. Bad boys are really good. Nope, they're just bad boys. And they become terrible men. <laughs> like, we live this life like because we watch, like, Telenueva And we think, like, that the goal of a relationship is to put, like, passion and spark and, like, romance and fighting. And, like, <laughs> like that's not healthy. That's not good. The truth is this. If you want to have healthy relationships... The way you get to a healthy relationship is not by starting from the point of finding someone who finishes you. Someone who completes you. You get there by becoming a whole person without them. You become a healthy person without them. Not not looking for someone to complete you. Saying, I am in Christ and I am complete in him. So, so how do we get there? How do we become complete in Christ? Well, the first way we get there is we walk with the wise. We walk with the wise. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 20 says this, Whoever walks with the wise will, becomes wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. You want wisdom in your life? Walk with people who have wisdom. Walk with people who have foolish decisions and foolish ambitions, and I promise you, you will experience foolish decisions in your own life. There, there are studies that say, I don't know how true these are, but like the idea, like there's there's studies, I don't know how true they are. <laughs> but they say, and I think it's Through observation, I think it's pretty true, that the five closest people to you in your life, that their average income is your average income. That the health of the five marriages you are closest to in your life will be the average health of your marriage. Walk with people that are, like, people say, like, I wish, is there a book I should read for parenting? No, don't read parenting books. I mean, some of them are good, but if you want to become a good parent, you're not going to read about it and suddenly become a better parent. What you need to do is you need to call up a family in the church. There's one family in the church. Whenever anybody asks me this question, I say, and I don't know if anyone's ever taken me up on this, but I say, you need to go spend a weekend with this family. You just need to go spend three days watching how they interact with their kids because the way we grow in parenting is through observation and catching some stuff, not just reading about it and never changing. Same thing goes in our relationships. If you want healthy relationships, you need to make sure the people that you're inviting into your world actually have healthy relationships like don't run to your weird aunt asking for relationship advice she's been married five times like don't she doesn't know don't go to her like don't run to your high school friend that that you know she she's never dated anybody in her life and you're gonna ask her how to no 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 don't do that what you do is you look for someone who doesn't look so exciting You look for somebody who, who's been married for like forty or fifty years, yeah. and you go to them and you say, "Hey, you don't look exciting." No, you don't say that. <laughs> what you do? <laughs> but what you do is you say, "Hey, this is this is like an underhand compliment. You look predictable, right? <laughs> because here's the deal." Some of the best marriage advice you're going to get in this room doesn't come from people that look like they have it all together. It's going to come from people who are quiet and they've been steady Eddie for 40 or 50 years. And it's not that they haven't had problems. They've had a lot of problems. But what they chose to do is walk with wise people. So I'm saying if you've got a marriage and you're like, I need help, don't run to your friend that hates dudes and be like, can you help us get our marriage? No, she hates dudes. Run to an elder in the church family. Like, that's why we have multiple ages all in one church, right? Find a family in church family and be like, hey, have you been been married for a little while? Because we need some advice. We're going through hell, and we need some advice. And I promise you, they're going to be like, oh, yeah, we were there too. So we walk with the wise. This is why we do groups around here. Somebody's like, I don't need groups. I don't think these young people have anything to offer to me. You've got so much to offer to them. Stop being selfish. Join groups. Groups are kicking off on the 19th. Get in a group, it will help your marriage. Because some of us, the voices that we allow close, the voices we allow in our ears, when we go through crisis, we go to people that sometimes are not actually wise voices. We get advice from people who are actually fools. All right. The next thing, if you want to... uh, Become the kind of healthy person that's complete without your partner. First is this you need to walk with the wise. The next is this you need to learn how to set healthy boundaries. Learn to set boundaries. Right? <clears throat> boundaries are good. This is what the Bible says in Proverbs 22. It says in verse 24 Make no friendship with a man given to anger. Huh. That's in the Bible. Nor go with a wrathful man. I just want to tell a girl right now, don't go with a wrathful man. Yeah. Like, you can set healthy boundaries in your life that just say, this is, this is where I'm at. Because you're in a place where you say, you don't complete me. And because you don't complete me, I get to make some decisions and some boundaries in my life that have nothing to do with you. One of those boundaries is, is right here. This is an example of, of the, the writer of the Proverbs creating a boundary, saying, I'm not going to allow people in my life who are just given over to their anger. It's bad for business, bad for relationships. It's not good. So he says, I'm going to create a boundary in my life. I would encourage you, learn how to create, well, what is a boundary? It's so abstract. What does that mean? What it means is you say, like, there are certain lines in my life that I'm just going to set up, and, and people just don't get across those lines. I won't allow someone into my inner circle who speaks to me in a degrading way. That's a healthy boundary that is okay to have in your life. I'm not going to allow someone to, t- to talk down to me in a degrading way. That's just, I'm just not going to allow that. If you do things to me that are hurtful or harmful, I will have to remove you from my relationships. That's not being mean. That's having healthy boundaries. But what if they leave me? No, 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 no. You're complete without them. You're complete without them. Telling someone, I will not allow you to manipulate me. That's a healthy boundary some people need to learn. I, I'm just not going to allow people to manipulate me. Using, often using their own emotions to manipulate my decisions. Not going to allow it. Young man, if you're in a dating relationship and, and, and she's constantly getting you to do what she wants you to do using her emotions, That, that may be okay now, but when you get married, that will escalate. Young woman, if, if he needs to know where you are every second of the day, constantly checking in to figure out where you are, that isn't him being cute and loving. That is called controlling. And it will escalate to him hitting you. 2 Corinthians chapter 6 says this, Do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers, for what partnership has righteousness with lawlessness, or what fellowship has light with darkness? The writer of Proverbs and Paul here are both giving examples of healthy boundaries in someone's life. Listen, marry someone, join up with someone who's going in the same direction as you. Uh, We often look for someone that has similar interests as us. Like, oh, we get along so much, we do all the same things, it's so amazing. But what happens when you have a baby and you no longer want to be a long-distance runner? And your entire relationship is built around common interests. You can be married to somebody and not have common interests. My wife and I, like, there's, there's, like, very few things we're actually, like, super passionate about together. But we're both rowing the boat in the same direction. Like, independently, we're good. We can, we can entertain ourselves without each other. But together, we're both rowing the boat in the same direction. And that's what we're looking for is someone that's going the same place as you. <clears throat> All right. Uh, can, can I just get a little bit of feedback? If, if you've been married for a long time and you think this is good, let's hear it. Just come on. There we go. I'm, I'm getting ready to land the ship. i got a couple more points. It says this. I wrote, you've got to learn to put others first. If you want to be healthy and whole without someone else, learn to put others first. Amen. Philippians chapter uh, 2, verse 5 says this. Have this mind among yourselves which is yours in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking on the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. Jesus demonstrated this concept, that if you are whole and complete, you can serve other people. You put other people first. You want to be a good marriage partner? Learn to put other people first before you get married. You, you might say, like, I just, want to marry, I just want to marry that kind of girl that just has a servant's heart. That's great, but I promise she's not looking for a dictator's heart. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> she's looking for another servant's heart. Yeah. Good. Four, if you want to be whole and healthy, you've got to get to the place where you can love recklessly. And I use this word on purpose. I mean love without concern for for the consequences love without concern for the results because we live in a world that uses love as a commodity I'll give you love if you give me this I'll take love from you if you do that learn to love people without concern for the results Jesus says it like this in Luke. But love your enemies and do good and lend, expecting nothing in return. Oh, yeah, give them the car keys and never expect anything in return, right? Like, and your reward will be great, and you will be sons of the Most High, for he is, the, he is kind to the ungrateful and the evil. The Lord is kind to the ungrateful and to the evil. If you want to learn to be healthy, you've got to get to a place where you love people without expecting in return. Paul says it like this, so now faith, hope, and love abide, these three, but the greatest of these, it's love. You've got to get to a place where you love outside of your spouse's, the expectations you have towards her. You just love. And this is, my last point. You've got to get proper expectations. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 11 says this In him we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, so that we who were the first to hope in Christ might be to the praise of his glory. In him you also. When you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, you were sealed with his promised Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory. Often, when we enter into relationships, we have these these unmanaged expectations, we have silent expectations that we just have never expressed. I'm just hoping that I get into a marriage where we're, we're going to do this. You know, for three years, we're going to do this. And then we're going to end up going into this situation. And then we're going to go ahead and we're going to invest in this area. And then I'm going to go this way. And then he's going to grow in his job. And we're going to have a house and a career and kids. And then one day we're going to retire. And then we're going to travel. The world, have all these expectations. And then when those expectations aren't met, we feel like our spouse has failed us. So we point our finger at them and say, it's because of you that I didn't retire by 45. Paul lays it out pretty clear that our expectation is an inheritance in Christ Jesus. That our expectation is that we are complete in him and that our our true goal, like our, our proper expectation is to be conformed into the image of Christ. So if I can aim my goal at just being conformed in the image of Christ, my relationship in marriage changes. Because now when I enter into a marriage relationship, I can expect to love them as Christ first loved me. I can expect to serve them as Christ has served me. I can expect to forgive them as Christ has forgiven me. And I can expect to care for them as Christ has cared for me. Somebody right now, you're saying, whoa, whoa, whoa. All, you're saying all these things are like your actions. Yes. Because if you set your expectation on Christ, you're not looking for someone to complete you. You're not looking for someone to change you. As the band would come. I wonder if there's anybody in the room that has... Um, anybody got rope? I actually brought a couple of things. You brought... You brought some ropes. Okay, go. Let's give man, guys. Come on. So these are uh, a couple of ropes. Here's what I want you to do. Um, you're going to, this end should open up for you. I'm just going to hold on to this here. Perfect. Thank you. I'm going to tie these two together. Um, why don't you walk down that aisle? You walk down that aisle. Our, our goals in relationship our culture will tell us that the goal is just to be find intimacy find chemistry find someone that completes you but from a christian perspective that's that's not our goal our goal is this is that if we be become conformed to the image of christ and the other person becomes conformed to the image of Christ. That we actually come together. So we've got a married couple here and and they're very far away. But what happens is as they, as they go through life, they begin to go through difficulties. And as they're going through a hard time, they start coming towards the Lord. They, yes, they've got eyes for each other. They think each other are beautiful. But the goal is to allow Christ to conform them. And so a, 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 as... As they're walking through this difficult season and, and it's this this college season of trying to figure out who I am and what I'm gonna do, and but they but they press into Christ, they keep moving down the line towards Jesus, hoping that somehow He can transform their life, and then entering into a career in the medical field and and, and all that comes with that, but but not hoping to somehow find someone to complete them, but hoping that Christ would complete them. And as they move forward, Kelly and Jody, as they move forward, continuing towards Christ what we find is that the more they draw close to Christ at the center they actually draw closer to each other they began on the other side of the room but as individually they say, God change me God transform me God remove this bitterness remove this envy remove this strife we find that they end up finding themselves very close and very intimate in a beautiful place in a relationship that's blessed by God. (laughs) Out! But not because they pursue each other. It's because they both pursue the center. what would happen if if we did this in our relationships? I'm going to stop hoping you'll change. And I'm just going to start asking Christ to conform me to his image. What would happen in our world if we said, God, I just, I'm going to stop asking that she'd be the best spouse, the best wife I can ever have. And I just start saying, God, I just want to be the best man for you. And then she says, I want to be the best woman for you. And as we come together, God blesses it. Would you stand with me all across the room? God, we're not trying to find someone that will fix us. We're not looking for someone that can complete us. We know, we are confident in this, that your word says we are complete in you. So Lord, our goal is not to find someone that makes us better. Our goal is to simply find someone that complements our lives. God, I pray that our expectations would change from expecting him to change, expecting her to do things differently. Instead, our expectations become that you would teach me to be a forgiving person, that you would teach me to be a humble person. Lord, that you would teach me to handle my own business well so that when we come together, our lives would honor you. If you're a single person in the room, I just want you to raise your hand real quick. I want to pray over you. All right, look around. Look around real quick. Everybody, look around. Look around. That's what you're working with, okay? Lord, right now I ask that you would develop a confidence. And a security in every single person in this room. That we would no longer look for someone else to complete us. No longer look for someone else that we might have chemistry with. But instead we just say, God, I want to be complete in you. I want to be transformed by you. God, I pray you give them the favor. That you'd bring someone into their life. Godly man or godly woman that would complement their life and that it would flourish. Bless them, Lord. Strengthen them, Lord. And during this, this season of singleness, I pray it would be a season of consecration and growing in the image of Christ. If you're married, why don't you throw your hand up? If you're with your spouse, grab their hand. Lord Jesus, for far too long we go through our relationships without putting you at the center. Hoping that our spouse can complete us. But right now, God, we lay it down at your feet say God would you just transform me would you just change me into the kind of man that she needs God would you change me into the kind of woman that she needs Lord that we would become loyal and faithful and true that we would become honest and transparent and humble Lord that we would become good stewards of the resources you put in our life not so that we can acquire great things but so that we can honor the spouse that you gave us Thank you, Lord, for your blessings in our lives. God, I pray for all the people that are dating or or engaged right now. God, that in this season, before before they've signed on the dotted line, God, that they would dedicate this season to you. Be devoted to you first. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Listen, next week, is gonna, we're still going to talk about relationships. It'll be a very fun sermon for your friends. I want you to invite a friend out, because we're going to talk about relationships. The truth is, all of our relationships boil down to one thing, our relationship with Jesus Christ. So right now, why don't we become that second worship team, and just respond to what God is doing. If God is challenging you, if he's convicting you, if he's speaking to you, Let's respond to that.
0: Hey, I just want to say thank you again for tuning in to today's podcast. If you want to learn more about Celebration Church, I'd encourage you to go to our website, www.thecelebration.church, to find out more. Well, we love you guys, and let's continue to love God, love people, and change the world.